Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, one and all. This is Baka Bites, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frankfurter, and with me today is our malevolent Apple Magically Average. I feel like I start these out with so much energy and just, like, my voice peters out completely. Uh, I mean, you keep the same amount of energy. I just, I always lose it whenever you come up with my new name. Because I, 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 mean, I you, ne- a- you said use, use alliteration. Like, I love alliteration. That's how this whole thing started. But, like, you're like, hey, try an M and an A instead of just, like, alliteration of just an M or just an A. No, I appreciate it. I'm just not, I don't vet these. They're not presented no, to me beforehand, no so that I'm always caught off will, guard. And I will never vet them to you because they're fantastic. They're just I just think of a one noun and a and an adjective, or an adjective and then a noun, or a noun and a verb. I don't know, whatever. But um, it's week four for fall twenty twenty one anime, and goddamn, I've gotten I've got more new shows to talk about on top of just uh talked so we'll be talking about i think this season we kind of both mutually agreed that talked uh op destiny is going to be our show that we talk about kind of like my hero academia was for the past couple seasons um but i think that's going to be our show to talk about this year and then just whatever the heck we want to talk about otherwise so i've got two brand new shows that i haven't talked about um necessarily in the previous weeks i've definitely hyped one of them up but haven't talked about it, and then you've got a handful of shows or a couple shows you want to talk about. I've got so many. I, I probably just dwindle it down to maybe one or two. This is the season where the three episode rule is never going to come into effect, I don't think. At least for me. I know you've already dropped Muruko-chan. I've um, dropped that, and I've dropped uh, the Platinum End. I just it It didn't get me. And it is what it is, you know. Yeah. You didn't see Mon. Well, and Digimon. Digimon was a hard stop. Oh, that's episode. true. That's true. That's true. I you got you kind of got the the short end on the the ep- the shows we wanted to watch this season. I think I picked up all the huh, good I ones. Mean, you you snuck in not- some you snuck in some pretty high tier shows like the Ranking of Kings. You said it's superb. I yes, immediately and I fell have off. Yet to watch. I I have yet to watch any more of it. I again, it's been my life has just been busy to where like the only two free days I have like to do anything I really want are like Tuesdays and Thursdays because the weekends are shot until like the first weekend of December. Mondays we record. Wednesdays I have softball, and so it's just like yeah, I've I've got no time whatsoever so you can just, I just say you're popular. shows whenever i can no no i'm just just busy like but it also brag. doesn't help that I, it doesn't help that like monday wednesday friday i work in office and that's like a 40 minute drive there and back like yeah so if i if i had just, to work yeah if i had to work in an office at this point because i'm still fully work from home i think it would be much different for me I, i'd have much less free time during the week to watch episodes yeah so i'd be in the same boat with you so i get it which is yep, kind of a shame because this season is jam-packed with some pretty gosh darn good shows yep and i just made this entire like episode just hell on myself i'm just realizing because it has the wrong input for my microphone so instead no. of it being instead of it being like the nvidia broadcast which it normally is and it just like does like echo cancellation and everything like it's got it's just on my microphone so it's picking up every little thing so like i was trying to type in just like little 
hey, I made a whatever noise here or there. And then I'm like, why is it picking up my freaking keyboard? And then I realize, oh no, it's it's set to the wrong thing. And we're four minutes into this, so we're not stopping now. So we're just going to hop straight on into this thing. Um, the two shows I'm going to talk about this week, uh, I'll do one. You can go for yours. Uh, first one I'm going to start with is uh, Blue Period. Blue Period was a show that we kind of discussed like, are we going to watch it? Are we not going to watch it? And I was like, you know what? I just want to watch it. Let's see how it is. Let's uh, like, I've always had a soft spot for art, but it's just like, I always also definitely make fun of it by, by being like, this is art. Get it. And then just walking away. Like it's, it's the quote from Ted. I'm pretty so, sure that's the point of art is yep. that only you understand it. No one else does. Yeah. But like, I, I like art. To a degree, but, like, I'm a terrible artist, so that's why I just... Also, just not an interest in art, but it's like, okay, I would like to see what the hype about this is, because I know that the the source material is really freaking good, and so far, I mean, it's good. It's just about a kid who's a delinquent, who, like, is super-duper smart, but is a delinquent and like, everything else, because he doesn't know what he wants to do, his family's poor, he's like, ah, oh, this is the path I should be on. And, like, he goes to an art club one day, like, sees his old friend, and is just like, cool. Art is, like, he, like, they get an art assignment, and he's like, okay, this isn't bad. What are my options to get into, like, like, I think it's university is what it is. Like, what are my options for university if I want to do art school? And it's, like, all expensive private art schools, or... You could go to the public college of, like, the Tokyo Art University or something like that. Yeah, no, TAU, so Tokyo Art University, which only accepts, like, 10 people a year. So it's, like, a, it's just basically this show about this kid who just starts, art, like, drawing and everything else. Like, he's a pretty, like, competent artist, and it's about him evolving and trying to get into art school. Because he's broke it, like his family's broke as can be, so it's like their their one thing is just like his parents are like, We can't pay for your college, so get a scholarship, get in somewhere that we can pay for. So it's about him trying to get into art school and like that's like the the first episode is just basically like him falling in love with art. Second episode is about him joining the art club and like having an appreciation for like his peers. And then the third, like, six months have passed, and the third episode is just, like, him going to an art, like, cram school, essentially, and learning and basically just doing extra schooling for art to try and, you know, get in and kind of get lessons, etc. Just more exposure. And the third episode is actually, like, probably the strongest of them all, just because you're introduced to more of the, I believe, the main cast of what the series is going to follow. But also, um, like, it's it's kind of deeper, and I didn't necessarily know that, um, like, his his friend that gets him into art, that he's just like, I hate you, like, you still got, like, like it's a, you think is a girl, but you find out in this episode after, like, a guy breaks up with them, that she is actually a he, and he cross-dresses and, like, wants to be a girl, but love, like, guy, like, basically is just like, Oh, I did not expect this, but you know what? This is handled very well, in my opinion, with my limited knowledge of it all. So, like, I was I was very, like, pleasantly surprised by how they handled it and everything else. Because, like, even the main character was like, hey, like, he broke up with you, but at least you got a hug at the end of it. And he's like, no, like, if I, like, that's, that's not the point and that's terrible because I don't want to be hugged, I want to be loved. So it was just, it was a good episode overall, like, cause like his friend, who's a guy, uh, or crossdresser, I, I don't know the pronoun exactly right now, but, um, like you kind of see a little bit more of their relationship and how they, they work and it's really good. And then he also gets closer to his two other friends, like not necessarily friends, but two other classmates at the cram school who are really, really good. And they definitely have some backstory there that we'll get in, like, I'm sure we'll get into later in the season. But the first two episodes was basically just kind of the quick setup of like, hey, you're a delinquent. You have nothing going for you. Here's art. You like it now. Great. You're going to learn, like, join the art club and here's your peers. And like, this is what it takes to get into this art school. 
etc. Like, and then third episode's like, let's get into the meat of it. Here's your cram school. Here are your characters you're going to be following into like the intrigues and exams and the interviews, etc. So it's it's really enjoyable just for the fact that I, I do enjoy art, but like not... I guess I'm more of like, I like realistic art rather than just um, conceptual or just... Abstract? Uh, I can't... Thank you. Abstract art. Because, I don't know, to me, like, abstract art, it's like, some of it is like, yeah, this is really cool looking, but others of it is just like, what in the shit did you just pull out of your ass? Well, that's kind of the and why are, when And why are people going to pay you $2 million for this one piece? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the beauty of art, too, because I'm, I'm right there with you. I am the least artistic person I think in the world, at least that's how I view myself. Cause like I can't draw. I'm the, the only like artistic thing I could do in, I guess what we, what you'd categorize as art would be like music, um, like playing instruments and stuff. But yeah, like I have, but I have a like fascination and a huge appreciation for art and for people who can draw and are artists. So I, I, feel like yeah. i would like this show too so and it's I, it's it's pretty well done. like the animation itself is pretty good like it's not it's not the next show i want to talk about like amazing but it's very very well done the art itself in the actual show is very good and uh like you know when they're doing art pieces not like yeah the actual show the animation everything is is good but the art in the actual show is like okay this is like there's a distinguish, uh, distinguish, no, it's distinguishable, there you go, that's the word I'm looking for, my brain is fried, um, it's distinguishable, and, like, it's very obvious, like, okay, this is good art, this is, so, um, I'm enjoying it, I'm, I'll keep watching it, it's a week-by-week show on Netflix, which is something I didn't think I'd be saying, that I'd be watching a week-from-week episode, or show on Netflix, or anime yeah. on Netflix, like, Granted, there are other shows like I'll watch on Netflix that are, you know, actual shows, but anime, on the other hand, I didn't think so. And here I am about to talk about two of them. But before I get into the other, what what do you got for us this week? This week, we'll talk about Maruko-chan because it took, it took a very positive turn, but there's still a ton of oh, questions. Que- there's like a ton left unanswered, which is surprising given that we're through four episodes now i will preface it by saying there's still plenty of fan service like that's not going away it's just a part of it i've also bought the manga and i'm starting to read it to try to get a sense for like is this something that they're just throwing into the show or is this like baked into the comic which my guess is that it's the latter that it's just sort of ingrained in the comic too which can't blame them at that point but the positive side, though, is that we're starting to learn more about these spirits, and I guess Miko is starting to not, like, it's not apparent, really, based on how she reacts to them, but I guess she's starting to understand them more and realize that she can actually do good with her ability to see these spirits and ghosts, so... I believe we last talked about the second episode, so we have two more episodes to catch up on. Basically what happened was in one episode they find a stray cat and they're like, yay, stray cat, let's find a home for it. I'm like, okay. And they post a picture of it online and they're waiting for it. And this guy shows up. It's like this nice looking high school kid. And the ditzy friend is like, ooh, ooh, that got to give the cat to him like he looks super nice like he's gonna take care of the cat and miko's just like no and she's like what she's like no fuck that nope go away we don't want you and he's like (laughs) i'm sorry what and she's like "Mm -mm, nope bye see you later and the ditzy girl's like are you are you okay are you what are you doing she's like don't trust him don't like him he's got to go bye we're not giving you the cat he's like all right fine fuck and then this scary kind of look you know i shouldn't say scary but like a person that you would on the face judge as someone as being quite aggressive and may have a very colored past comes up and the ditzy girl's like um this guy's staring at us can we go and miko takes the cat doesn't say a word just sort of hands it to the the scarier looking gentleman and he takes it and he's like 
thank you. And he just walks away. But as the scene plays out, you see it from Miko's perspective where the handsome dude has like all of these dead cat ghosts around him that are like trying to claw him and are being really aggressive towards him. And then the gentleman who actually adopted the cat. The surly looking, the surly looking gentleman. Yeah. He had like more like these angelic cats and like it shows him walking away with the new kitten. He's like, you know, I can't wait to take good care of you. You know, I, I, you know, it's been a long time since I've had one again. And you're like, oh, that's very sweet. And you think like, oh man, this is like such a learning moment where she realizes that yes, they're scary entities. Like that's a given. These things are terrifying, but because she's able to see these spirits, she can actually like discern people from like what spirits are following them. Like if they're good or bad. Yeah, because there's another scene in the same episode where she's at like a cafe and this dude's across the way and this spirit girl is like trying to talk with him and he's like talking to this girl on the phone like, oh my gosh, yeah, I love you. No, of course I'm not messaging the girls. Like, what? What are you talking about? I'll see you soon. And the girl's like, but I love you. I love you. I love you. And Miko looks over, obviously, at the in the most inconvenient time because the guy looks up, notices Miko, kind of gives her like a, hey, what's up? And the spirit girl's like, oh, we're throwing hands now. And so she like runs over to Son Miko. Of a bitch. Yeah, she like runs over to Miko. And Miko's like, no, 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 please no. And she starts like, being like, that's he's mine, he's mine. You can't have him, he's mine. And Mika's like, she's finally getting like really good at it now, where she like has her phone out and she's like, oh yeah, he's so attractive and hot. And he, she's looking up like a wrestler, like just like a video of this wrestling dude. He's and then she's like, boy, do I love really tall, muscly men. And the, the spirit girl looks back at the other dude and he's like this scrawnier like. You know, like handsome looking dude, but she's and then Miko's like, yeah, boy, muscle, just muscle bulging everywhere. That's the type of man I like. And the, the spirit girl's like, all right, you're good, but I've got my eye on you. So then, that, but that scene wraps up though with the girl that he's waiting for shows up, and she's got like ten spirit dudes following her, and Miko's just like, wow. Two peas in a pod. Guess they were a match made in heaven. So you're starting to get like the sense that, okay, she's, yes, they're terrifying and she's still very afraid of them, but she's starting to actually like see beyond just, you know, them as ghosts and like kind of get into like why they're sticking around and like their purpose for being around. But there's still a lot to build on there, which is what I'm looking forward to. The most recent episode Again, not like a whole lot of substance until the very end, and my head exploded. So, Ooh. I know. And this is like the super cool moment where I'm like, okay, this is going to take a really positive turn. Like, this is a good pivot point where you know there's going to be a lot of new material, and there's going to start building on what they've been setting up for the past four episodes. So I'm super excited. Can I take a guess as to what it is? Yeah, go for it. I have a feeling it is like the girl we saw from episode one that called her name and then said, ah, never mind. She now comes forward as like, you could see spirits too, right? I will spoil it by saying that's not what happens in this episode, but basically we find out in, I think it was, it might have been the second or third episode. It's not a huge part, but basically that girl that you're referring to, the pig, the pigtail girl or the... Yeah, I think she has. Yeah, yeah, the like the colorful hair girl. Yeah, her grandma is like a peddler in a town, and she can read fortunes. But she has the ability to see ghosts because Miko and her ditzy friend walk up to her, and they're like, "Oh, do you sell prayer beads?" And she's like, "Yeah, of course I do." And she gives her like a really crappy pair, and Miko puts them on, and they literally just explode off her. She's like, "Okay, um." You You've got the ha- devil inside you. Rush. The, the grandma, the, the elderly woman was like, ah, so you can see them. Hmm. Okay. Because the grandma like looks and she's like, yeah, you have a very like 
like a strong aura about you, but not in like a positive way. But then she looks at the ditzy friend. She's like, she has a super, super, super positive aura. Like would never, ever, ever in a million years be able to see these things. But because of that, the ditzy friend attracts the spirits. So like, that's why they're so this makes sense. Yeah. So that's why they're like so prevalent, but it's that I, I wanted them to like extrapolate on it more. And I'm like, yeah, but where does that come from? Again, something that we'll get to I mean, later. Just the vibes, the vibes a specific person gives off, I suppose. Yeah, there must be something. But like, that... why does she just always get like the ugliest, just demonic-looking, freaking dead spirits that are just like you oh. can see me? Oh, just wait for the one that I'll be talking about from this mu- most recent episode. But anyway, continue. To- to to wrap that up though, the grandma like goes and gets these beads and she's like, okay, these are super powerful. I've imbued like a good chakra or energy into them over years. Like they're you're gonna be fine. Cause I think the grandma she basically was like, Listen, I'm a peddler, I know I scam people, but this girl had gone through what I'd went through in life and my granddaughter, and you're like, Oh, granddaughter, that was her. It was the colorful haired girl. We see her like kind of sno- snooping around her grandma, like her little uh shop. And you're like, okay, so she can see them. That's what we assumed. And she's like, I have to help her. Like, if it was my granddaughter, I'd do the same. So I'm going to help her. And so she gives her these beads. She's like, there's no way that anything come bad when you have these on. These will protect you. Miko puts them on. She's like, super happy. And slow motion explosion again of the prayer beads. And like one, <laughs> like slow motion. It's so over dramatic, but I laughed because one, like, one of the prayer beads shoots off and the grandma's like, oh, and it like hits her like right in the cheek and she has like a reverb and she's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a little. It's like that, it's like that uh, scene from Hinamatsuri or whatever um, where they're by the river. It's like, okay, if you can hit me, like you, you win the fight or whatever, I'll do what you say. And I, I think that's what the scene was. And like, basically she blocks it and she's like okay my turn she goes to slap her and it's just like oh (laughs) the face shake yeah but oh it was such a good part but yeah so we learn a little bit more there but then going into this most recent episode basically she's like going around and again still seeing ghosts um the, the funniest part of the episode is that she's like man every night I have these bad dreams and I just wake up and I only say one prayer. My prayer is that I don't see them today. <laughs> and she opens up her blinds and there's this, like there's a trash area, like I right got outside their house <laughs> and there's a spirit and its head's coming out of one trash bag and its skeleton arms coming out of another. And it's just waving. It's like, hi. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, the weather sure is nice today. <laughs> She's like, and then in the narrator voice, she's like, yeah, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. But we see in this episode that she's seeing more and more and she's not really sure why, like usual, but there's one spirit at the very end that is a bit different than the others. And she gets up to go to school and she goes downstairs, and it's the first time we see this one, too, and it's in their kitchen. It's huge. It's like this giant, kind of like, it has, like, fur. It's a weird beast spirit. It's very odd. And, like, her mom, her dad, and her brother are all there, like, saying, like, hey, you slept in late, sleepyhead. Here's your breakfast. Everything okay? And she's just frozen because this creature is kind of surrounding her family. And it keeps repeating kind of what they say, too, which is really weird. And... Like, in very broken Japanese. So they'll be like, how's your, you know, why don't you eat your breakfast? And it's like, breakfast? Breakfast? And I'm like, they're like, oh, you slept a lot. Or did you have a bad dream? And it's like, bad dream, bad dream. And I'm like, oh, boy, this thing's scary. But it's like a toddler repeating after somebody. Yeah, yeah. But then her brother mentions that she had this pudding that she had bought with her ditzy friend. And he's like, is that your pudding in the fridge? Because he's like you better label these things because I'm going to eat it. And then the mom was like, oh, remember that one time that dad accidentally ate your pudding and you got so mad at him? It was like you were possessed. And the dad's like, hey, listen, can we not bring that up? That was a very bad time for me. And I felt super bad about it. And then the the creature just keeps saying pudding. It's like pudding, 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 pudding. 
keep like, saying this... it and I'll want some too, damn it. I know. I know. I was like, man, I'm hungry now. But the brother leaves and the mom's still like, Mika, are you sure you're okay? And she just goes to the fridge, opens it up, takes the pudding out and puts it on the counter. And I'm like, oh, maybe she's starting to become friends with them or like try to make amends with the creatures to try to see if that will make them go away rather than just ignoring them like she had been doing. Like maybe this will be the the thing that can actually like make them disappear completely is if you can help them with whatever's troubling them on this, you know, in this, in this plane, like it, amongst the living still where they can then go off into the dead where they are supposed to be. So it is sort of what we thought it was going to be where it's just like, she figures out how to pass them through. Except that's not what actually happened. Oh, she puts the pudding in front of her father's altar and the, oh. f- the father turns around, or sh- the father's behind her, and he's like, I thought you could see me this whole time. And he starts to turn into, like, this, like, actually, like, a, a good a good spirit. Like, his body, like, transforms from a human form into, like, a spirit form. So this whole time, he's been dead. Hot diggity damn. I, it blew my mind. I, was, I felt so bad, too. I was talking, Val was talking with me, and I was watching the episode, and I'm like sitting at my my desk, just mouth agape, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you say something? Because these last two minutes, my brain has just been exploding, small explosions here and there, and then one massive one. I couldn't, I didn't hear anything you said. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I was like, whoa, what a twist that is! Like, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And then the episode, it, it you know, sad part. She starts crying, and then she's like, you know, see you later. And he's like, thank you, you know see you and then the the scary creature is like pudding and the dad's like this is mine back off so it ends funny <laughs> but like it there's so many different layers to this that i like i'm i'm shook like every time at like where it keeps going off to in terms of like everything they set up so far and just all of these different areas that they keep just transitioning into like it it's it's so good to the point where I know there's a lot left to uncover, but what they've already established so far has been enough to, for me to go, okay, no, I'm, I'm in for this season. Like this is really, really well built. I think they're doing an excellent job of sort of setting the groundwork for what they want to build on, but then also like still developing the characters too and showing just what her abilities are in terms of like how she sees the entities, she interacts with them. Because like I said before, like she can obviously see them, she can hear them, she can smell them, like she has all five senses. Like we don't know if they can touch her. We know that she can walk through them because of one episode where she's like forced to basically go through this one spirit. But there's like it's oh it's so that would be like the scariest shit of just like shoot I have to walk through this thing. I hope I don't just like face just like. Well, that's what basically happens is she goes down this alleyway with her prayer beads that she had bought. She bought like four of them and she gives two to her ditzy friend and her ditzy friend's like, oh yeah, by the way, that bun place, it was the episode where they go to the bakery and the, there's that chompy monster that just eats the spirits. Um, but the the part before they go down this alley and she, her friend's like, oh yeah, it's just down here and there's all these different spirits and they start moving away, but then this one giant monster one just stands in the way and she drops her prayer beads. So she's like... Uh, I'll go back for them. Don't worry. Because her Disney friend's like, I'll get it. And she's like, no, no, God, no. No, do you, I, I will do it. Because she's like, she doesn't know if anyone else can see them. So she like passes through. And basically when she picks them up and turns around and her Disney friend's like, thank you. Her, It's only her head sticking out of the spirit. And Miko's like, mm-hmm. And just starts yeah. crying. <laughs> and her friend's like, well, it, I, I'm sorry. And she's like, it's okay. I'll live. So there's a lot of different stuff with it. I'm excited to see where it goes because I, I think it's really they could go anywhere. And I think it's going to be I, I, I'll i be happy with, you know, what the outcome, what the outcome is. Excuse me. I don't think there's yeah, any just, direction they can go. Just where hearing I'm like, you Boo! talk about it. Yeah. Like hearing you talk about it right now, it's like, ooh, I kind of do wish I would go back and watch it all because this sounds really interesting and this sounds good. Like the fact that like, yeah, there's 
there's fan service to it, but there's also a good point and a good story behind everything that you could just kind of overlook the fan service. So I, I really enjoy that, and I'm kind of... It'll be a one that I'll toss and struggle, toss and turn, that's the word I was, or the phrase I was going for. Yeah. I'll toss and turn between going back to watch or not, and maybe I will, maybe I won't. If I have like a day where I'm caught up on everything, I'll be like, you know what? Let's do it. Why There's not? Some, there was some stuff in this last episode where I'm like, ugh, it, like it wasn't needed. They played into it well, I guess, is all I'll say, but I mean, that is the the one biggest downside is the the fan service. It's a bit over the top. Um, I'll go quickly into my second show too, by the way, because it'll take me like a second. Uh, a show that has barely any fan service and is um, incredible and funny is my senpai is annoying. And I really all I have uh-huh. to say is all I have to say about the show is that if you love slice of life and want to sort of get a glimpse of an interaction between a very short, feisty, fiery girl and a tall, brooding, like not thick skulled but it like is has like the belly laugh chuckle and is you know kind of a goofball um in an office setting then there's your anime if you've if you've been asking all of your favorite studios to make you an anime like this then you're in luck because you have one and my senpai is annoying all i have to say is that it's awesome it's i i like it because yeah, it, it takes place at an office setting, which is not common in shows. Like it, it, there are shows that somewhat take place in an office, but this is like exclusively office setting, workplace life, work environment, like work relationships too. It talks about as well. Superb. I. It's fun. It's a. It's enjoyable. It's super cute. The entire last episode, it was just me with my hands on my face going oh so adorable like squishing my cheeks like i wish it oh so cute so go watch it yeah i'm trying to think the only the only other show that i know that really has like an office setting or like takes place sometimes in an office would be miss kobayashi's dragon maid and even then it's just like far and few between yeah so um it's like a sprinkled right like this is this is almost exclusively at the office with scenes of them like at restaurants or shopping or like maybe at back at their home. It is yeah, like 80% and it's, it's office. It's still it's still one of those things that it's on my to watch list like I do really want to watch it because like I want a good slice of life. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, I know. The I slice know. of life of the year has come out. And that Finally. is Comey can't communicate. I am so fucking over the moon with this damn show like i i we're 32 minutes in here i could fill the next 30 minutes of just how fucking amazing this show was I, i'm not but i can we could fill the next I'm 30 not. minutes just talking about the animation again that's just part of the show but like my fucking word this show hell yes you like they had to absolutely knock this one out of the park because of just what the type of material it is like you were dealing with a girl who like your main character one of two main characters does not talk almost at all and they fucking nailed the feel it is such a good show it is such a good one episode like i'm biased because i love the source material but holy fucking shit like, you said it alone. The animation, we could gawk over for ages. Like, the blackboard scene alone is worth just viewing. The blackboard scene, oh my god. Like, I legitimately had a tear. I shed a tear watching this episode. It was so fucking good. But Frank, for all of the listeners who don't know what this show is, tell us what Comey Can't Communicate is about. It's about a girl named Comey who can't communicate. You son of a bitch. Yeah, no. Moving uh, on. The, the t- moving on, on to the talk top. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not going to talk top destiny yet. Um, yeah, no. So literally, the title is Comey can't communicate, and it's basically about this high school girl who is this gorgeous girl who everybody looks up to who treats her as a goddess but because they treat her as a goddess they think they're unworthy so nobody's really friends with her but really they don't know that she has a communication disorder communication disorder 
in which she gets such high social anxiety that she physically cannot talk. And, like, I know that there... Well, no, there hasn't really been shows... I don't know if there's really been another show like this or not, but, like, there have been other shows that have tried to handle social anxiety before, and I think this one definitely handles it the best, and this show, or, like, this source material in general, I guess, kind of handles it very well. Mm -hmm. There's, like... There's one part of the source material which will be introduced next episode that is going to get a kind of like, ooh, this isn't a good look. But if you can get over that one character, the whole source material and show is going to be a treat. But to put it bluntly, like this show is about a girl who can't communicate and a guy, like the most average guy you can ever meet, like average grades, average look, average height, average every freaking thing. He realizes that she has this social disorder and uh like was like hey i'll be your friend like i i understand you i understand how like how difficult social life is like i don't have the best social life like i have some friends but not like you know i don't have a group like if you if you want a friend like i'll be your friend and it's about like him figuring that out and then kind of before just saying like i'll be your friend it's basically him kind of calling her out saying like hey you can't talk to people can you like you have trouble talking to people and she kind of stops in her tracks and you know turns around and just tries to say something but she can't so what what does she do she goes to a blackboard and writes everything down and explains like this really sad story of like in middle school she had no friends because she couldn't talk and everybody treated her like this goddess of like she's better than us like she looks down upon us like we can't talk to her because she's this gorgeous human being. And all she wanted was a friend. All she wanted to do was hang out with people, have lunch with people, go out after school with people, do whatever. And she couldn't because she couldn't talk and she couldn't get those emotions through or she couldn't get those words through. So she starts, you know, telling her story on this blackboard and she's like, I'm sorry I bothered you. I'm sorry, like, you know, we didn't go to PE class. I'm sorry I took your time. I'm sorry for this, that. And like, just forget everything I said and move on with your life. And, like, as she, like, erases everything and she's, like, leaving out the door, uh, main character, the main guy, his name is Tadano, uh, Tadano? Uh, he goes up to the, like, one of the things, like, she's like, I can't even talk about weather with people. And so, Tadano, he goes to the, the blackboard and he just simply writes, the weather's really nice out, isn't it? Or, like, how's, like, how about this weather, essentially? And just starts talking to her through just communicating by writing things down on the blackboard, like, not even having to look at her, just asking questions, writing down, like, and writing them down, and just, it is such an emotional scene, such an emotional freaking episode of just, like, kind of, like, they've really fucking nailed the character. Not only just, like, the character designs, because it is very unique art, but um, they really nailed the feel of these characters. They nailed who they in, in like who they are because like main boy Tadano, he is average as fucking shit. He calls himself average. Everybody is like, this is the most average guy. And like again, they treat Komi as this goddess, and like it's set early and like prevalent. It's just like she's walking down the street, strangers, students, children. They're like oh my god, she's beautiful, she's gorgeous, like, we're not worthy, and then she, like, sees a cat, and she's like, oh, I want to play with the kitty, oh, kitty, but, because, like, animals, like, they can treat her like normal, but, like, people don't, so the fact that, like, you get this whole story, you get this whole, just, like, this sad, just kind of person who's just, like, I just want to have friends, and just to have this guy who's just, you know, it doesn't matter if he's average or whatever, just to have him be like, how's the weather? Like, this, th just, like, reach out and just kind of have this emotional connection with her and be like, okay, well, like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to accomplish in high school? And she's like, I, and this is the main plot of the, the manga as well, is I want to make a hundred friends. And he's like, well, I'll be your first friend and I'll help you make your other 99. And that's essentially kind of what the episode kind of leaves us with is just like, all right, who do I know that can help us make 99 friends? And like, it ends that way. And 
it's such a great episode one, and I really hope that the quality stays throughout the entire series like this because it is absolutely gorgeous. Like, I, it is, if you put the action of fucking Demon Slayer into a slice of life, this is it. This is it. Like, this is gorgeous. Absolutely fucking gorgeous because of, like, because it's not action they can do all the little tiny details of just like they're in an empty room she is riding on a chalkboard you have chalk dust going everywhere she's erasing the chalkboard you have that dust going everywhere you have the eraser that like when they put it down kind of goes poof like the amount of small minute detail in this animation is fucking insane and it is so good the only, only, only complaint I have, and it's so minor, is that Tadano sounds like an old man sometimes. You keep saying and this. You keep. He does. He does. He's a high school student. He sounds like he's fifty sometimes. It's just listen, like, what the fuck? Listen, yeah, we, exactly. we watched. We watched this show called Pretty Boy Detective Club, which basically was just a bunch of like elementary five year old kids running around, and they all were like. The, had the voices okay. of but like here's the thing there's mid there's the tw- 30 year olds so I don't there's wanna... a difference between like doing middle school like scooby-doo with like mid 30 year olds and actually setting a high school scene etc with a boy that sounds like he's 50 again the most <laughs> minor of minor like grievances i have with this i don't care i'm looking past it but like go watch the show it's a weekly show it's gonna be it's on netflix it's airs every thursday like i it is such a fucking treat they had to like they had to nail episode one because of how emotional that kind of first volume is and the first few chapters are which by the way the chapters in this story are like anywhere from five pages or two pages to the like the normal 19 so they really had to come out the gate swinging for episode one in order to get your attention to be like, this isn't just a slice of life. This is like the mega, like this is the mega manga that like everybody knows and they fucking nailed it. I don't even know. It was it studio wit that did this. I I don't have the thing up in front of me and my, because I selected the wrong microphone, my like every keystroke, but I'm pretty sure it's studio wit. They fucking destroyed this first episode in the best possible way. Like, they, granted, I'm, again, I'm very biased because I love the source material, but, like, I shed a tear because of how absolutely gorgeous and how absolutely they set the tone and nailed everything about it that I'm just like, yes, I am so in for the rest of this. I'm ready. I don't care if Tadano's friend is gonna be the worst character of the season potentially but like it's it's so good and i just need to suck it up and read the rest online granted i will buy the volumes physically but i do want to read the rest as well as as to what's out because i think there's like 300 some odd chapters out 300 plus chapters that are out and all the volumes that i think they just released they just released volume 15 and it only covers up to like chapter 207 206 something like that so there's still like 100 plus chapters to read what you got jesus uh studio is olm never heard of them yes you have uh give me one second okay they have done odd taxi the new Pokemon Berserk. Fuck! I should have known that it was Odd Taxi. Really? Yeah, you could tell. Pokemon God XY. They damn t- it. They've done a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's that's the studio. Yeah, it's very pretty. they they Makes fucking sense. they f- they knocked it out of the park with this. Like, I'm so happy. I I hope that the the amount or the uh, production value continues to be that way. Grant, I don't think they really necessarily need to. I think that if they focus on the character design from here on out rather than just like necessarily the environments other than maybe the track and field episode whenever they get to it, I think if they focus on those character designs and their stories rather than just environment, it's going to be great because like they move away from the chalkboard pretty fast and they go to like notepad like talking on notepads. So, I think if they 
going forward in order to nail the rest of the show, they really need to nail the character designs and their interactions, like the small minute details of like their interactions rather than just like these grandiose, like here's an empty classroom with chalk going everywhere. Yeah. So uh, again, great start. Really looking forward to this one so far. I mean, it's been one episode, but already it's my, I knew this was going to be my anime of the season and I'm thrilled with how it turned out. Yeah, it's absolutely and utterly thrilled. It's off to a good start. I will say the only thing I'll add to really is that I was extremely impressed with how they married the music design with all of the different scenes too. Because I I will say too, I'm also reading the manga. Um, Thanks to you, Frank. Thank you for the suggestion. It's it's fantastic. And the thing that I got the most from the manga is that they really hit home on scenes with just uh, Tarano and Komi. Like when it's just the two of them, it's it, they spend a lot of time, like you were saying, like with the environment because it's just the two of them, and and, and they're up, not talking with each other. They're literally interacting with physical objects rather than the two of them interacting with each other. Yeah. So like reading it, you know, there's not. You kind of get a sense that on paper, it's more about the interaction itself than like the the actual interaction being that they are talking you know through like writing they're not talking verbally so getting that into a screen setting where it's you know it's being shown on you know through film it's much more challenging to show how impactful that is but the scene that you were talking about frank with the blackboard i mean they nailed it because they showed them actually writing it shows sort of the words popping out more too and like the sheer amount of conversations they were having the music in it is superb because it's supposed to be like a very challenging situation for Comey. And she finally, after X amount of years of, you know, having this condition basically, or this, this social anxiety that she's been battling, has someone that has actually noticed it. The whole thing is Understands. like, it's like, well, it, the thing that it hits on slightly in the episode, but it, it, it touches on as the manga progresses too, is that like, someone notices it right it's not like she goes around and people are like oh my gosh she's so beautiful i'm not worthy like people do do that but they don't realize that like she's not talking to them because you know she thinks they're inferior like everyone thinks and she does have this very like she has this one face where everyone thinks like she's like very angry or like it's yeah it's like a stoic it's like a stoic face but it, it comes off as very intimidating um so everyone just is like, I am just going to leave because I shouldn't be in your presence. And Tarano... Like, this... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for bothering you. Please <laughs> forgive me and <laughs> runs away. Yeah, basically. But then Tarano is like, I, I don't know if it's because he's just average and he's kind of like melds and blends in with everything else. But he's the one that notices that, you know, she has this condition and he gets through to her. And it's... That moment. I think the is... an- the anime also kind of explains it a little bit. Like Tadano falls asleep at his desk and he hears somebody talking yeah. very silently, and he hears Komi say "meow," and so th- when he realizes that she's talking to herself, but like can't talk to him, that's when it kind of clicks. Of like, okay, you can't communicate with other people, can you? And she stops, and they have the blackboard scene. Which, God, I like alone. Just go watch that scene. That yeah. scene is. I'm, I'm sure there's clips of it online too by now. The other thing too is that like in earlier in the episode before that scene, um, there are parts where like when he first meets her, he's like, oh, good morning. And he's like, wow, she's beautiful. And she just like kind of looks at him and then like screams by him, like shoots on by. And he's like, what in the hell was that? And then there's a Which scene. Which is so funny because of the sound effects that they do. It's not just like she like <laughs> just like ignores him. It's just like, and like it goes with her footsteps just like the hurried footsteps it's so good it's so funny all the students are introducing themselves and she like like in a dramatic fashion goes up to the board and like writes her name down beautifully and like walks by the teacher and the teacher's like wooed and all the students are like oh my god and tadano's like yeah with like the the roll the roll book just like falls on the desk and like everybody's just like ah uh, yeah it's really freaking funny and then in her next class she's called on to read 
and she just kind of stands there and the teacher's like yes you're so right Comey we should be reading in silence because that's how books are meant to be read and all the students are like yay and Tadana's like and then everybody just on. reads in silence yeah that, uh, uh, yeah so there's like there's scenes leading up to the blackboard part too where yeah, I think he's kind of getting the hint that you know something might be different or something might be challenging her to where she can't speak out in public but then yeah that that whole scene is is magical i i am with you too I, i'm interested to see if the quality keeps up because the the one thing i like about the manga and i, I there are i think two parts in the episode where it hits it um comey when she's kind of excited gets little cat ears that pop up um which is very adorable like yeah like oh it's so good and i know i don't know if he did it in this no he doesn't do it in this episode but i know he does in the future like in the the actual source material he like he almost counts and just makes like mental screenshots of whenever this happens because he's like it's so adorable yeah (laughs) it's really cute he doesn't do it here but like he will eventually and it's it's so cute but i love it, it, it you know in the manga too those types of like the different character uh not cliches but like different mannerisms with the characters and the characteristics of those characters coming out in like different forms like the art style changes obviously comey gets the ears so i want i'd like to see that too but yeah as a first episode i I don't think you could ask for something any better than what was delivered agreed agreed yeah um i got nothing more to say because i'm just excited to see what what comes next but um the show that we've kind of dubbed the show, like our show that we'll discuss for the season, talk dot, uh, talked Um, episode three was good. Like it wasn't like superb. Like the first one of just like the introduction of this world and like its characters. And then the second one to be like, let's take a step back and introduce how we got here. Third one just continues straight on from the second episode. It's like, okay, this is what a music cart is. This is how they normally are born. And this is a conductor. This is his job, etc. And then like go fight. Like, so this is kind of just, like, them of, like, hey, here's the explanation behind it. Here's what you need to do, which is, like, we need to go to New York to go to the symphonic place uh, research lab to be, like, hey, this ain't normal. Like, what the hell's going on? And then they get into a battle with more G2s, and you kind of see the the battle unfold in which uh, it seems that the first battle that they had was very very like op and it's just like anger kind of controlling them to the fact that they go like not to bring up my hero again but uh they kind of go plus ultra and they like are able to defeat majority of all the enemies and then they kind of get bailed out for the last few but um you kind of get a sense of their actual fighting ability in this new one because they're all kind of cognitive what's going on and everything else and there we're introduced to two new characters uh lenny and what was the girl's name again titan titan that's right it's like this little girl with colorful hair who's just like it's, it's adorable but um you can introduce these two characters and they're kind of guiding them through the episode of like this is who you are now and this is what you need to do and this is how like fights happen and whatnot and you realize that they're really not a a normal pair because whenever uh cosette is fighting she's taking like the life force out of talked and you can see this by like the red rash that kind of grows on his like left half of his or right half of his body left camera left of his body so that's essentially kind of the episode with it ending like a battle ending and it's like cool let's head to new york bye yeah the i think the only reason in my mind i don't know i can't speak for you but the reason that it felt kind of off was because it was a bit slower than the other two it's like first episode is just wham bam fighting and like oh cool stuff and you know more it was, fighting it was definitely a world yeah the first episode was definitely like a world like here is the world here's a bunch of everything and like this is the shitty situation we're in yeah and then the second episode is like here are our characters and then third episode's here's a blend of them both and here's your main objective now go yeah so i think i think from here on out it'll be a little bit more evenly paced and i don't mind what they did in the second episode too granted there were a lot of unknowns even from the second episode 
where I was like, ooh, it'll be fun to learn and, and figure this out as the, the story progresses. But they were basically all answered in this most recent episode. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that saves, you know, that, that solves that. Let's move on and get to battling and fighting. Because the big thing is that came out of the most recent episode was the reason as to why they're going to the Symphonica Research Laboratory in New York is basically because Cosette or aka destiny is her music art name um, yeah the which, it's that, like oh it all makes sense now talked right. and then i don't know what the op is supposed to be for but talked up and then destiny it's like cool it all makes sense it comes full circle the music side of me knows that it has to do something with music but i'm too stupid enough i'm too stupid to know exactly what it means but yeah <laughs> we get the the full circle with the title which every every show yay they say the title of the uh, the show. Um, I but, guess, yeah, technically Comey did with that, but... Um, yeah, they say it yeah. like 50 times in the episode. They're like, Comey can't communicate. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> and the, like, kind of the build-up to, like... They kind of have, like... it. May, mm, never mind, I'm just... Never mind, ignore me. But it, the things that we find out, like, it, again, they're going to the Symphonica for a reason. And the reason being is that when music arts are born, they're actually... For lack of a better term, like incubated and trained, it's not the process. The process by which Destiny came to be after Cosette had died, which is essentially what came out in this episode too. There was the realization that, like, yes, Des- or Cosette is most likely dead. This music art has taken over her body and is in control of it. Has its own memories. Like, it's not you know, Cosette is not there anymore. It's based. She's basically just acting as the vessel. Yeah. Um, we, we understand that that process is not normal. Like that shouldn't happen. And the fact that talked lost his arm too, and that whole situation there lends itself to the other problem being that anytime destiny goes into, I guess we'll say attack mode. Uh, yeah, she's fighting. Yeah. Yeah. She's sucking away his life force and so let Lenny and Titan are basically acting as these like here are what we you know a music art and a maestro the should be. Well, these I mean, are the not, mediators. Yeah, uh, but in essence, they're they're acting they're like they're kind of like the sample. Like this is what you should be. This is a normal relationship yeah. between music art and maestro. This it's is like an Instagram act like re, uh, not reality. It's uh, expectations and then reality. Yeah, type that's deal. that's exactly what it is. So. We again, you get all the questions answered. I don't think there was really much left from episodes one and two where we were still kind of like, there's some unknowns. They lay out the map too of like, here's the fucked up areas. Don't go. Here's where you have to travel. It's gonna be longer. Still gonna have to battle. Yeah. They um, they basically just said this whole entire thing is like a suicide mission. But like, good luck. Have fun. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't mind the way that they set up the show it, it, again looking at it now obviously you're like it's kind of bass backwards where it's like bah explosions here's everything we're setting up you know yeah i think we'll have i think we'll have one maybe two episodes as to like where they uh like before they get to where episode one was at I think they'll do at least one, if not two episodes, and then it'll be, like, caught up, and it'll show, like, the end of that battle in that uh, factory kind of scene, and then mm-hmm. it'll, like, continue on with the rest of the story of, let's get to New York. Yeah, because they're still, at this point, they're still traveling with Lenny and Titan. The first episode, though, does not show Lenny and Titan. So, obviously, at some part, they depart from one another. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my guess is that we're going to have some situation with Lenny and Titan that possibly drives them to go to another location, they're probably going to find out more about um, how Destiny learned that she could just eat sweets, like instead of sucking his life force. Basically, well, no, eat we calories. we learned that that we we learned that kind of this episode because it was just like they were both depleted. Destiny was not eating at all, and then she was introduced to that like sweet cake or tart or whatever it was that they ate. And as soon as she like finished eating the entire thing, essentially, she just like went into battle mode without anybody's notice and just because she had basically enough energy to sense the d2 was like cool i'm gone now bye i'm gonna go fulfill my mission 
So they kind of like inherently explain that, but I yeah. think they'll they'll do like one like actual just like for the dense people in the back of the bus, here you go. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was getting at is that they're going to they're going to go deeper into the sweets eating getting calories not draining talked of all of his life um yeah so yeah i mean it, there's still some setting up but i at this point and it's so hard too because like we've said over and over again this season is is stacked with very good shows very good shows yeah it, it's probably the one season two i'll argue where the shows across the board are like superb and there's a handful that just go above and beyond. Like, obviously, we have Talked, Comey. I would also argue um, that Muruko might get to that point. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. it, it's... We're sort of like... It's one of those situations where you're cursed with so many good shows that it's like... It's hard to say, you know, which ones you should watch and shouldn't watch. I love Talked Up Destiny because it's such it's battle driven it's action-packed the animation it, again madhouse and mappa don't need to say anymore it's just a great show but the story has to kick in now if it's going to stay at that level because if the story falls yeah, off or it, if, if there ends up being like no substance to it then it'll dwindle down because you, you run into the situations of basically just cool it's a fighting show yeah, it's kind of like they jumped into the deep end of the pool, and now it's like, you gotta swim. Yeah. You gotta swim, or else you are dead in the water. Which, I like, with it being an original show, I think that it'll do well enough. I'm just wondering if that... Well, actually, never mind. I was about to say, I'm wondering if it's gonna take, like, jump the shark like Trigger normally does, but I realize Trigger's not involved. So, we'll see if it actually jumps a shark or not, or what it becomes, but... I'm looking forward to it. I have a feeling that, like, the way it's kind of been going and the way it's paced out, we'll have an episode or two of more explanation and, like, hey, here we're back at episode one. And then we'll get maybe until episode nine to ten, and that's when we get to New York, and then we get, like, I don't know how many episodes the show is supposed to be, but I assume that it's going to be maybe just one season, if not two. Yeah. And... If it's going to be two seasons, at the end of season one, they finally get to New York, and then season two will be about New York and bringing uh, Destiny back as Cosette. If not, they get to New York in episode nine, and it's all just going to go super quick from there until the show is done. So we'll we'll see. I, I, I have high hopes. I know we've also we've kind of gone over time again this week, but it is what it is. We we've been enjoying ourselves. Um, we've definitely talked about a hodgepodge of shows this entire season, so like there's definitely something out there for everybody this season. Like, oh yeah. you have your sports anime with your um, Pride of Orange, which to be I don't know. You could tell me yes or no if episode two was any better, but like oh we're on episode three and it was they played oh whole I know game yeah right, right, right. They played a full okay. game of hockey. So you got you got your you got your sports anime with that. You have your slice of life with like fifteen different shows. You have your action shows with like Platinum End and Talked Op Destiny, plus others that we haven't even talked about. Which I know there's one on Crunchyroll that I've been recommended, and I need to watch it and see. It's the one that was like Gurren Log and Light, but also not. It's oh, like the yes, father yes, yes. daughter mining one. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see. There's there's something for everyone this season, which I really love, and I'm excited to hear what you guys have to tell us what to watch because there's there's so many things we're not going to be able to get to. But um, thank you again for joining us this week. Hope you had a good time. Again, let us know what you guys are watching, why we should watch it. Um, you can tweet at us at Bakako Podcast, and while you're there, you can join our s- silly small Discord and. Uh, Yell at us there again, even in a loud chamber, as to what we should be watching and also why we are stupid and talked for like nearly four, 20 minutes, 20 plus minutes about freaking Comey Can't Communicate, yeah, which I do, I do not have any regrets, nor will I apologize. But um, again, we also record these live now on Mondays, usually around 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, to find us live, you can uh, go to my Twitch channel at Frankfurter. But um, again, just 
interact with us. We're, we're really looking forward to talking to you guys. So until next time, Spark Triumph, we'll see you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Back up! Back up! Back up!